Well, and aside from guns, you're going to need a whole lot of prayers as well. We talk an awful lot about that. Jesus is the only thing that can save us from all of this. Todd Coconato is a pastor and the head of Todd Coconato Ministries based in Nashville, Tennessee. He's also the president of the Religious Liberties Coalition and founder of Remnant News, a Christian news outlet. He's also been a prominent voice against President Biden's federal vaccine mandate, and he joins us now. So I have to ask you, we talked earlier in the program today about propaganda, specifically subverting parents and targeting kids directly on getting these shots. Uh, We're also seeing propaganda from the pulpit. Franklin Graham said Jesus would get vaccinated to him and to people like him. You say what? Well, it's, it's just, it's not good counsel. It's not wise. I mean, uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge liability, first of all. And from a spiritual standpoint, it's just not correct. You know, and I love Franklin Graham and I followed him for many years. Uh, but in this particular area, we don't agree. And, uh, you know, I just look at it, Stu, from a wisdom standpoint. I know there's a lot of amazing doctors. I'm not a doctor, but there's a lot of amazing doctors. Many of them have been on your show and they've shared real concerns. And I share, you know, I share a lot of those concerns personally. But as a pastor, just from a wisdom standpoint, we don't know, uh, you know, three, four five years from now, 10 years from now, uh, things that are going to come up that maybe were overlooked. But there sure is historical precedent for that, isn't there? Uh, you know, where vaccines, you know, uh, we're, like, let's look at the Gulf War, for instance, with Gulf War syndrome. You know, uh, no one anticipated that, or at least, uh, you know, they said nothing was going to go wrong. And uh, these soldiers that were out there fighting, and then all of a sudden, years later, there's all these adverse uh, effects. And, and, you know, you look at the VAERS database. You know, uh, most doctors will say that it's like 1% to 10% of the actual reporting. I know people in the medical community that are saying, uh, you know, we don't report to the VAERS database. So from a wisdom standpoint, as a pastor, why would I ever give that type of advice to anybody? I would say go to the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord for wisdom, for discernment. And, you know, you got to make your own decision, but I certainly am not going to be telling anybody to put that in. Now, there's another thing, too. Uh, you know, what's in the vaccines? Uh, there, there's a lot of things, you know, that people are suggesting that there's, uh, you know, possible fetal cells and different things that are in there. And I know that's a big argument, uh, but that right there goes against our faith. And um, I would never support that. So well, we're I, made I, in the image of God. And so yes. altering that in any way, shape or form, trans anything seems to be against God's word. And so let's talk about what's in the word. Is there anything in the Bible that would suggest that Jesus would get vaccinated? Would Jesus get vaccinated? No. And, you know, I get that a lot. And I mean, Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's fully God and fully man when he was in the flesh, but he is God. And so he has no need for a vaccine. He is the healer himself. He is the healer. He touched uh, the leper, right? I mean, that's right. That's right. And, you know, he had no fear, by the way. And what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. We're meant to be laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed. The Bible says, do not forsake the assembling together of the brethren. So it's very clear on these things. And what about the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we need to be careful what we're putting in our body. And that's where, again, say you got to use wisdom and discernment and ask the Lord. Wouldn't that be, Stu, an amazing thing for a pastor or reverend to ask, you know, tell people to say, ask the Holy Spirit. What does the Holy Spirit say? I mean, we need to, we need to have a whole lot more of that. There are too many pastors that were quick to close their churches and obey And then you have, you know, some of the hypocritical pastors on the other side. 
that were like, yeah, we need to follow this political agenda and do this, right? Because then we'll be the loving neighbor church, right? And then they saw the offering plate was empty for far too long because the mm. 15 days to slow the spread, uh, well, what are we going on here? Two years now? And so when that started to affect the bottom line at some of these churches, then you see some of these guys that were like, we need to be loving and we need to be careful and health and safety back to, well, wait a minute, we need to, we need to really take a second look at this. It's time to worship. Really? Yeah, no, scary. You know what? What I think the Lord is really doing here is He's separating the wheat from the chaff. Yes, you know? and I, I can tell you what I've seen, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, and your listeners have seen this too. Is there is a major shift that's happening in the body of Christ right now, and people, you know, they're looking at some of these pastors and they're saying, "I can't go to that church anymore because he wasn't willing to stand now, or she wasn't willing to stand now." And if they're not willing to stand now, you know, as things develop and and maybe get worse in the future, as the Bible says. How are they going to stand then if they won't even stand now? So we need lions and generals and bold pastors that are willing to stand. I can think of some of these pastors out here that have, have had great, uh, you know, uh, adversity. I mean, think of uh, out in California, some of the pastors that were facing fines. And uh, my friend, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, literally was thrown in jail for holding services, uh, you know, at the Religious Liberty Coalition. We've talked to dozens of pastors that have been fined. Uh, some in the tunes of almost millions of dollars, you know, and they just pushed back and said, we're not going to close the church. John MacArthur from the city of Los Angeles had his parking lot taken away. Uh, Cheon faced some serious uh, repercussions out there and it went all the way to the Supreme Court. So I'm thankful for the Patriot lawyers and those that have been willing to fight back and stand for the Constitution. But these pastors, we have to stand because the church is really, I mean, the, the, the last defense in America. And if we close down and that it's a spiritual battle at the highest of levels, and the enemy wants the church to be closed. But again, we cannot forsake the assembly together, the brethren. The church is a hospital. What about the people that are dealing with mental illness and suicide that's, you know, just spiked through the roof? No one talks about those things, Stu. Yeah. Uh, we spoke yesterday with Pastor Mike McClure. He's facing $2.8 million in fines out there. And he appeared before judges and attorneys in an hour and a half long deposition. And a prosecutor never objected to him. His attorney said, I've never seen anything like this. And as part of his address to them, he said the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights was written by men for yeah. men like me because they knew that one day before me would be seated tyrants like you. And here you are. Now, I learned last night from Brandon House some things about MacArthur. I'm not going to get deep into the weeds on this, but it seems that some of the hypocrisy that I alluded to earlier might have been taking place there as well. And I don't know the full story, but we need to be really using our discernment in times yes. like this. And I think that pastors need to go back to teaching the word of God. But I want to ask you something at Todd Coconato Ministries, how many, like, what is the percentage, if you were to guess, uh, in 2020 and in 2021, uh, based on your previous years, how about the growth of people coming to Christ and accepting Jesus as their savior and just like turning their lives over to God? I mean, has it been amazing? Stu, this is my favorite thing to talk about because this is the good news is that we are seeing a harvest. And I'm telling you, I'm one of these pastors and evangelists that I like to stay and pray for every person that needs prayer. And usually I'm able to do that. Uh, we've actually been seeing lines that are so long in certain places that we go that the venue, we end up losing the venue and we can't even, you know, so it's a crazy thing. We end up praying in the parking lot. People are extremely hungry. And uh, there is a massive harvest and people are waking up in the droves. And I think this is why this spiritual battle that we're in as a nation as a, and as a world. I mean, we're seeing a rise in the spirit of Antichrist, but we're also seeing a powerful, what I believe the beginning of a great end time harvest. 
And so the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Uh, but people are waking up in droves, and we're seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. And I am so blessed to report that in 22 years of ministry, I have never, Stu, seen anything like this last year. So what's your advice to pastors who are hearing from, you know, maybe other pastors in their community, right? Uh, so I go to Calvary Chapel in my city, and yeah. my pastor is very politically involved. Other pastors are also politically involved, but not outwardly because they're from the other spectrum where they want you to wear a mask and social distance. And they're preaching from the pulpit wearing a mask. And they're telling their congregations to get injected with this thing, this bioweapon shot that's caused an unprecedented amount of deaths. Those pastors are telling him, hey, stay in your lane, right? Just, just tell your people that God loves them. And that's it. That's really all you need to do as a pastor. What do you say to those people? Well, there's so much to say. First of all, our founders believe in unalienable rights, which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that our rights come from God, not from government. Okay. You. And yeah. then, you know, the other thing was this whole separation of church and state nonsense. That was a letter of the Danbury Baptist Church saying that the government was going to stay out of the church. And so pastors have to understand we've been fed lies. The church has to occupy. That's what the Bible says. Occupy until he comes. And it says it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. So we have to be involved. And that's in all elements of society. We're meant to be the head and not the tail. So we've got to get involved in politics. If we don't, then there's a vacuum there. And what happens is a very small percentage of people that this is how we got to where we are, is they end up you know, pushing forth this very progressive uh, satanic agenda. And now you know, it's, it's a real uh, awakening because people are saying just how dark it is. Uh, some of these parents that have been home during the pandemic and they're looking at some of the curriculums that their students, you know, their kids are being given. They're like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, I'm glad for the mama bears and the papa bears that are seeing and that are waking up Likewise. and that are going to the community meetings. But, you know, it, it's kind of late, but I still think we have time, but we've got to push back now. We've got to awaken and, and churches and pastors have to be involved in all aspects of society because that's what the word of God says. Yeah, the separation was not meant to keep the church out of the government's business, but quite the other way around. The government is supposed to stay out of the church's business. Business. And as far as Franklin Graham is concerned, I feel the same way that you do, but I hope that he will repent and consider retracting that statement. Pastor Todd Coconado, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you, Steve. God bless you. Give the most of Red Voice Media by going premium. Exclusive behind-the-scenes content. One-on-one -on -one extended hard-hitting interviews with Stu Peters and deep-dive investigative reports. All always 100% ad-free when you become a premium member. Always 100% America first. True conservative values. Action-based reporting with courage. 100% ad-free content, including the headlines mainstream media won't touch. Uncensored, unafraid, unstoppable. Redvoicemedia.com slash premium. Redvoicemedia.com slash premium.